Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, ladies. So today we have a guest, Gina Molinari, with us. And I'm excited because I feel like um, if anybody's struggling right now and how you're showing up for your business, this is going to be really important. So she actually coaches women on confidence, clarity, and consistency. She's a uh, confidence communication coach. So I think that's super big right now because your business or anything you're doing online right now, it's just 100% communication like it's always been. But now it's more specific and you might be freaking out what to do. So how can we gain confidence in that and do it consistently? So that's why Gina's here to talk to us about that. So thank you for coming on with us. Yes. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I did. Yeah. I think all that stuff, I mean, we're all ears. So too, so ready to learn some of this stuff too. But I wanted to ask, um, like kind of how did you kind of niche down into this specific business structure, like start coaching women on this specifically? Yeah. Well, it's something that I realized over time is I'm from New Jersey and the East Coast where we have a tendency to be very blunt. And what I've realized over time is that that's something that people really kind of revered and admired in me. And it was something that was more abrasive and blunt than it needed to be at times. (laughs) But over the years, it's something that I've really crafted into being more compassionate and being more clear and concise with the way that I communicate with people. And my original vision for my life was actually to be a classical singer. I wanted to be an opera singer. So I did my undergrad uh, at a conservatory-like school and realized very quickly that I had a ton of performance anxiety being on stage. And that's kind of a problem when you are aiming to be a performer. So I, I shifted gears and I went to grad school to be in performing arts administration, which is like the business end of being in the arts. And that's where I fell in love with marketing. And when I realized that I loved marketing, that very clearly turned into communicating the value of what it is that you do. And especially in something like the arts and classical music, I mean, how many times can you look at an old dude on a flyer holding a baton and say that, oh, okay, I want to go to the symphony. Like it just, it doesn't tell you a really great story or a clear story. And so I started wanting to fill the gaps, which then evolved me into this entrepreneurship space. And I was doing blog writing and I was doing social media and I had a lot of guilt around pivoting so much and kind of going from thing to thing to thing. But ultimately through my own journey of personal development and emotional intelligence, I realized, you know, I've really always been circling this drain of language. And it's something that, again, was kind of a superpower even growing up, even though it used to be a much more abrasive version of it. So being able to take all that I've learned in the marketing space, in the performance space, in my own personal relationships, and even the emotional intelligence part, it really lends well to me teaching both the mindset piece as well as the strategy piece of being the face of our business, of showing up and standing in our confidence in a way that's also clear. Because you really do need both of those things in order to communicate effectively and to be really, really clear about the value of what it is you bring to the table. I love everything you said. I'm, I'm totally just like, I was zoned in. You, the listeners can't see me, but I'm just like, tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> so this it's something that really resonated with me as well, because I'm from Buffalo. So I still have some of that abrasiveness. And when I moved to Columbus, Ohio, some people didn't understand what I was getting at. And they told me I'm very forward and abrasive. So I can totally relate on that. And, and uh, you know, having to soften that language with compassion and still having me come through in my message without me losing my identity. 
So I feel like a lot of people would really struggle with that because we don't all speak the same language. Like we all speak the same language. Like we're we're saying what we want to say, but yet we're not connecting because we have different receptors as well. Yeah, I find that it's funny. I listen to people talking about their relationships or something. You know, I've always been that friend that people come to for advice for some reason. I'm not really sure why, but there's just something about me that people talk. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But uh, they come to me because, you know, they want to talk about something. And the more I listen, I realize that it's exactly your point, you know, that they're having a conversation, they're having an argument but they're having an argument about the same thing and they have no idea that they're talking about the same thing because of that language barrier. And it's just so interesting to notice like you're not listening because part of communication is listening too. And so being receptive to what somebody else is communicating to you. And that was actually one of the biggest lessons I had in my first business, which failed, was that I was not communicating the proper value of what I was creating because I was telling them what they needed as opposed to answering the call of what they wanted. And that was a huge, huge problem. I didn't make a single dollar in that business because I was telling you, oh no, this is what you need, but that's not what they wanted, even though it was the answer to what they were asking for. And that language barrier in business, I mean, it, it, it literally broke the bank. It was, not, it was not something that I could sustain. So how did you go about one, recognizing that and two, correcting it? And then three, how soon after did you start to see that that was the right path? Because I, I feel like some of this is a lot of trial and error. I mean, given an oh, entrepreneur, absolutely. a lot of things is tri- trial and error. So mm-hmm. how, so yeah, those three questions. <laughs> right. <laughs> you remember what she said? I didn't yeah, know I was having a third and second one. <laughs> now you sound like me. And this, and this. <laughs> and then, and then, and then. Uh, so the, that business was five years ago now. I was living in New York City at the time. So that was five years ago now. And it was truly, yeah, trial and error and realizing that the more I studied entrepreneurship and online marketing that, oh, that's what I'm doing wrong. And, it, and it's actually to my detriment that I am a language person because when somebody talks, I'm diagnosing in my head what it is that they're saying. And sometimes I truly don't hear their exact verb. So this is something else that I find that a lot of other people do, maybe not to the level that I do because I'm like obsessed with language. But what happens is we're coming from this woke side of the equation. You know, we have the answers. That's why we create a business around this thing that we did. And when we hear what we know is the problem, but they're not articulating that as the problem, we can't interpret that and then put that in our marketing. It has to be their language. And that was, again, one of the like hardest lessons that I had to realize, but I didn't realize until, you know, two, three years after after that business failed, oh, that was the problem. That was what I was doing wrong because I truly knew that that was the answer. It just wasn't the question. So it was, a, it was a very strange sort of thing that a lot of what I learned and a lot of what I apply now is just hindsight. And it's, it's sometimes longevity, but hindsight, unfortunately. It just takes time. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's a, you know just correcting course as you go. There was a I actually lost my train of thought because I was so, I was on that path as well. And I think just like, for me, I know that when that kind of comes about and I'm recognizing that in say a situation for like a, a post or a blog or something like that. And it's like, I already know the answer of what they're looking for, like you said, but they haven't asked it. And I, one of the things that really stood out for me was if you want the right answer, ask the right question. And so paying attention to that for me, I would do the ask and the receive, but having a client or a conversation on the other end, you have to be in tune like what you're listening from their perspective and put yourself in that shoe and say, is that really what they're asking? Because I would, I would assume if you're talking to your ideal audience, 
you already know that person's, you know, thought pattern, like what they're after, what they want. And you can kind of jump in their head and just like steer that to the right answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's actually why I branded myself as a confident communication coach was because through my own market research, I thought it was people wanting to break through the fear of public speaking when we're in reality, it's they wanted the confidence. And I wasn't listening to that properly for a long time. I was like trying to push them through that because that was the experience I had with singing. And that's what I thought they were trying to break through as well. But that wasn't it. They wanted the confidence to be the face of their business, to put themselves out there, to have the words and stop stumbling over them. And yes, some of that is fear and a resultant symptom of fear. But that's not what they were wanting. They wanted confidence, specifically confidence. And so I had to brand myself that way and create programs that are named after that, something that they understand. Right, right. Do it more simple. Mm-hmm. What is, um, do you find with your clients or people you work with, like a common theme among most people, why they're lacking confidence? Obviously, maybe it's because they lack the clarity. I feel like they all are like intertwined somehow. Oh, Maybe like lacking clarity. So then they're not certain or have the confidence or whatever it is, or it could be physical, like just their nerves, I guess, if they're afraid of public speaking or whatever it is. But I guess I'm saying like when you're talking to people about their business specifically, because you said you do all kinds of things, like you help people with like, um, like their online messaging and like all that kind of stuff. So is there a common theme or miss? I don't want to say miss, a mistake, I guess, that you see most people or businesses making in the beginning? The most, the most common thing I see is actually the symptom. And that's this momentum that's like, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. Because yeah. they get some good momentum going, they get some good impact going, but then they stop themselves. And it's one of two things. It's either a result of a mindset that's stopping them from doing that, that they don't realize they're self-sabotaging right. with, or they're lacking the consistency that keeps that going, which then is the detriment to their confidence. So it's not always the same exact thing for everybody, but there is something in that cycle of confidence, consistency, confidence, consistency, that's, that's getting lost in the loop. And that's why that momentum doesn't continue forward and feeling like they have to do it the same exact way. You know, when it comes to messaging, especially the sort of thing that I've been stepping into recently and the way I describe it is, you know, it's like listening to music and it's, you've got to change the tempo. But when people feel bad, when they're in a bad place, when people are stressed out, like right now, the tendency is to want to hide and come back when you're feeling it, when you're more motivated, when you know you, you feel like you're in the zone or something. But what if you leaning in at that moment when you're feeling particularly raw and vulnerable and human, what if that's the thing that's going to hit somebody in a way that they haven't heard it from you before? What if that's the thing that they need to hear? And so like a song where it kind of slows down the tempo in the middle, like it just creates that tempo change that makes it more interesting and makes it more drawn in a way that maybe somebody wasn't listening before. Because to be a one-trick pony, it's monotonous. Like People stop listening after a while. But when you change that and you kind of lean into it, it's actually very, very powerful. And that's something that can keep that momentum going, even though you may not want to in that moment. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is you need to be like... Like a Bohemian Rhapsody kind of. <laughs> exactly, I love that. But, um, yes, but no, but I like that because I think that the consistency. I always want like that's something that I always get curious about when I see people because I see a lot of people like in businesses or whatever people I know personally like the start stop start stop and it's always something that has intrigued me. I guess trying to figure out like why are you slowing down or what happened that now all of a sudden you're all gung ho about your business again or whatever because I think. People see, I don't, I think it all comes down to, to, to realizing why you're doing it, what you're doing it for and 
if it's something that you're truly passionate about to begin with. <laughs> so I think I see a lot of people start things and it's just because it sounds good, but it's not in their heart, something that they truly believe in or are passionate about. Yeah. But I just think that like, it's insane sometimes to see that. So I always wonder like what, it, you know what I mean? Like it's definitely all mental, you know, there's times where I want to, and I've done it myself, slow down, but it's like, I don't know. It's just the consistent, the repetition that you just get tougher and stronger and know how to build through your feelings or your emotions, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's so much a mindset game that I don't think people realize about this business thing. And the, the interesting thing is that like the ones who burn out the quickest, the ones who have like a really quick turnaround and that stop the momentum are the people who are trying to be everywhere instead of finding like the few places that really work for them that they really enjoy and then really lean into that. Like I spend most of my time on Facebook. That may not be where my audience lives entirely. I could definitely use LinkedIn more. I could definitely use Instagram more, but I like Facebook. So I'm really consistent with it. So of course, that's the thing I'm going to lean into because when times are hard, that's the thing I'm still going to pour into and it's not going to feel like a chore so much. But for me to feel like I have to be in all of these places at once, when those hard times hit, inevitably, I'm not going to want to do any of it. It's going to be like this all or nothing sort of sensation. So why would I do that to myself when I'm at a capacity where I'm not delegating all of that work to somebody else and I don't have thousands of dollars worth of marketing budget for other people to maintain it? So let me do the thing that I do really, really well, where it is me practicing best practice, where there are some of my people there and really just lean into that instead of trying to do everything in every yeah. place. So what would you say to somebody, for example, you're, we're talking about social media right now, that I guess would, have, would be on this social media sprint? Like they go hard when they're feeling like it and then they just fall off. Like how, like what, what strategy would you give to somebody to allow them to run it as a marathon, like pace it out, plan their content, but yet given this situation that we're in right now where everybody's, you know, we have to change our content. We have to be with the time. We can't necessarily plan things out entirely and, you know, just go about business as usual because that's not the reality of it. But then also... For those people who are emotionally committed, like you said, they only post when they, they're feeling like it or they have something to sell or just have something unique to say. Whereas now a lot of people I'm finding are just turning off social media because it's so overwhelming. So even though you may have a message, what is something you can do or what like tip or advice that you can give to somebody who's that emotional sprinter and then how to plan for the longevity, especially given this curveball that we've been thrown? Yeah. And the emotional sprint to me sometimes is a, a red flag of desperation where like if you are only selling, like if you're not truly in service with the thing that you're doing. So of course you're burning out because you're not getting the result that you want. If you're just going to give, if you're going to be in service and to teach and to educate and to motivate and to inspire, you're still going to be filled up by the responses that you get because it's going to be genuine. So for somebody who is doing that, I would pretty much force them to really just pick one platform and go hard in the yard with just that one thing. Because it's kind of like dieting or you know fitness or any of that, right? That's something I've really gotten into in the last year. And the reason it never really worked for me before, it's something I've struggled with for most of my life, is because I've tried to do, you know, cutting out all of the bad things at once. And I've tried to go to the gym two hours a day from nothing. You can't do that and expect it to be a maintainable habit. It's habits you've got to create and do little, little bits. So this is no different, especially if you're just doing it on your own, because you have to anticipate when these hard times come that you need to have some sort of game plan to not stop. And maybe you pull back a little bit just because your energy 
energy is low. And it's that whole idea of like, you know, you give 100% of what you have that day, but at least you're still going. So 100% of a half-ass day on one platform is still way better than half of that on six platforms because then you really look like you're half-assing too many things. So it's really a matter of just like scaling down and taking it bit by bit. And it's okay that all of a sudden you disappear on these other ones, as long as you're practicing best practices in the place where you really are focused. Right. Right. That's some great advice. And especially just like, you know, going with the times. It's, I know for, for many people you hear, oh, you have to plan your content a week out, a month out, a year out. And it's just like, you know, and that just kind of gives people the time to skate by. I've seen this and I'm just like, I can't even think of like what I'm going to post today until like, you know, until because now everything is kind of in the motion. I kind of, you know, I think for all of us at this time, it's it's just sitting on, in limbo. We're in, you know, on the, the fence of uncertainty. So yeah. I know for me, I'm just like, okay, well, what can I put out today? It's a value because who knows, maybe the lights will be on tomorrow, you know, that kind of thing. So it's like, I'm going with it each day and I, I'm coming from it as a place of like service, but yet still showing up as myself because even though I put out these positive messages, but I'm also showing that vulnerability side is like, you know what, I'm struggling too, like, cause I'm human and we're all in this together. So I think that's, you know, what, what you would touch upon was great advice and just, um, you know, really going with it and being able to correct course. So I, I like that. I yeah. think to do what you were saying about all the different platforms, because, cause I get told all the time from people like, you need to be on this. You're not on this or using this. And I'm like, that's not where my people are anyways. <laughs> yeah. And it like, but, but hearing that something about hearing it subconsciously makes you feel like you are missing out where I'm like, Oh shoot. Like maybe I should, but then I'll go on. Like I don't use LinkedIn at all ever. So wouldn't it be weird if I just show up and start posting like a hundred things a day? Like it's just, I don't really communicate with anyone on there, but so I like what you're saying. Like pick what you're go hard in, in your yard. <laughs> like that. The way I think of marketing is kind of like a buffet of options, right? Like it's, there are so many options of what to do to market your business. And there are plenty of places where your ideal audience could be. They are not in every single place. Like you may not, billboards may not be your thing, right? You could do it, but it might be a waste of your time and your money. So while it is an option, why would you go with the thing that's not necessarily the best fit for you? So So to go on all of the platforms just doesn't make sense. It's okay. Not only do we want to pick the ones that where our people are, that's first and foremost, it has to be something we are willing to commit to. And it has to be something we're practicing those best practices with. Because yes, it's a tool. We have to figure out how to really use it in the best way. And to go back to what you were saying there, Rachel, is this the idea of like, you need to roll with the times. That's why you need to have this level of clarity of what it is you're doing. Because if you are to sporadically show up in this new place, the strategy seems unclear. And you're like, where, where did this person come from? I don't understand why you're here. Like what What's your purpose? So to be able to roll with the punches in real time is a good practice to be in anyway, especially a time like now where you have no choice. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know if the whole country's going to shut down entirely and we're really not going to have any options of how we move forward. But to not know how to adapt like that, I mean, that, that's just shooting yourself in the foot. Right. You can't just well, go back. I feel like the biggest thing for with, that you do, this is me just guessing, because I feel like a lot of people... Like the clarity thing. I think that's got to probably be the biggest thing that you would start with, with, a, with someone you're coaching, right? Because a lot of people lack that. I feel like that's the beginning of it all. Yeah. Start. Yeah. When you the can common... figure that out. I know businesses grow and change and what, you know what I mean? Like whatever, but 
just to start, like to be super clear about that. And I think a lot of people get a good idea and start rolling, but they never specify their, like that clear, clear, concise. Yeah. So whether it's public speaking or whether it's their online messaging and just, you know, putting a social media presence out there, putting a website together, even though they think that they're afraid and they just can't find the words or whatever, ultimately it does come back to, if you had the clarity of how to express what it is you do, then you'd have the confidence to keep showing up and doing it. So that clarity and being really clear on, okay, who is it that I serve? Why is it that I'm doing this thing? Because nobody cares what you do unless you actually care in this day and age, which is fantastic. I love that our economy is going that way. But it's also about, you know, what sets you apart from your competitors and not in that like competitive way of like, oh, I'm better because of this, but because of what unique thing you bring to the table in the experience of working with you. So again, like I'm a a never has been opera singer, I call myself, right? Because I never really went there. But having that performance experience does give me a different edge than my other public speaking coaches in the way that I teach people because I do use those music principles and how I learned all of that in that sort of public speaking space and having the sort of clarity from being a ghostwriter and helping people write their books and come up with their memoirs and things. I mean, that's something that I can put into somebody else's, you know, brain and be able to really teach them that maybe somebody else couldn't because they don't have that experience. It's not a degree. It's not a credential, but it is something I can bring to the table that maybe somebody else can. And so being able to articulate what are your superpowers? What are the things that you can offer, whether it's personality-wise or actual education and, and expertise, how do I express that to you? And then doing it in a way that actually gets people's attention, gets them to realize like, I'm the answer for you. I am the person that can help you with this thing that you say is so painful. Right. I think that's a, what Aaron was saying about like the confidence and clarity. Isn't It's like the confidence, clarity and confidence loop. Mm-hmm. That whole thing. It was something that was brought up uh, probably over this past year, because I think at that time I was kind of in that same boat. And when I've heard it, you know how you hear something a million times and never sticks until you're in that predicament and you're like, oh my gosh, the first time you hear it, right? But it's not. And I was like, that's such a great concept because once you have that clarity, you can have the, the consistency of building that message, which breeds confidence. Mm-hmm. And my whole like theory and like one of the mantras I, I love to say, like to remind myself is, consistency compounded over time yields results. And that's what breeds confidence. And so having that clarity to go back to Aaron's point is I believe is probably the number one thing because you have to start with that. Because if you don't have that message, you don't have the consistent, you know, bringing forth the message in all of your platforms. Therefore, you're not going to have the consistency because you're not going to get the feedback. You're not going to get the sales. You're not going to get all these things that you're in sense in return for what you're putting out. Yeah, I, I, this something I sort of coined recently that I, I, obviously I love alliteration with the confidence, consistency, and all that, right? But consistency, clarity, and confidence equals results. And if the results aren't showing up, check your mask. That there's right. something in the gap there that's just not adding up for you, and it's okay. But it's something you got to address. You can't just pretend that you know it's it's you're doing everything right and it's just not happening. It's feedback. It's always feedback. Right. Right. And so when you're like talking with people about finding clarity, I guess people probably come to you when they already have an idea or a business they're rolling with, they're already struggling. Yeah. I can't, I can't help you if you don't yeah. even know what you want to do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to with that. You got to meet halfway, right? <laughs> right. Like, you got to come with something. <laughs> right. Is there anything that you like, like book wise or things you've listened to or 
something that you've seen be a helpful tool for people to gain clarity? Like maybe they have like a hundred ideas of things they'd want to do or would like to do, or they're good at doing or whatever, but like narrowing that down, like how to be. Hmm. There's this book I'm reading right now called The Power of Focus. It's kind of an old school book. I can't remember. It's like three dudes, all of them relatively, like Jack Canfield is one of them less something. Um, but it's it's really good. It's it's a long read, but it does really give practical information. Really, you know, great action steps at the end of it to really give somebody that, that sense of okay, this is the thing I'm working on. These are the ways that I get there. Like it's really really. High. I mean, even the level that I'm at with clarity in my own business and confidence in my own business, it's still super helpful no matter what level you're at. So I could see how for somebody who's really at the beginning and just really confused about where to get started, how that could be even more more beneficial for them. All right. I feel like that's out on my bookshelf. Oh, you already have it. That's good. Well, when Ryan and I got married, because we're both big into personal development and growth and learning all that kind of stuff. So when we got married and combined our books, we have a lot of stuff. So like, I know subconsciously, like looking through that, I feel like I've seen that book. So he's probably read it, but I'm going to go check it out after this. (laughs) Good one. But yeah, that's good. I see, I was, it's so funny. We're talking about like, you were talking about this giant, big, deep book. And Ryan's like, what are you reading now? I'm like the dream giver. Have you ever read that? Where it's like a super easy, it's like a story and it's like a really easy read, like not difficult at all. But I'm like, sometimes those books are like the most powerful ones when they're not so (laughs) deep because we know I'm not a deep person. Yeah. I read a sales book recently (laughs) called Go For No. It's like, 80 pages, maybe. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, you know, this super cheesy sort of fiction story to teach you a sales lesson about how it's more important to go for the no than it is for the yes and all that. And I mean, it was just each chapter is like three pages. So, you know, you're just blowing through this thing, but it's super beneficial. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I totally got something out of that. It doesn't need to be this big encyclopedia. Right. Sometimes you just need a little thing. There was a, a book called Rhinoceros Success that I got when I was like 20. Like, look it up. I'm not even kidding. Rhinoceros yeah. Success. And it's like, I'm talking like big, big lettering pictures, <laughs> like not a, not a long read, but it was like one of the most powerful books I've read. And I was like, all right. So check it out. You'll laugh, I guess, when you look. I like it. I bought it for like tons of people, friends, family. I was like, this book's awesome. It's a quick... Because then people don't have an excuse not to read it. You know what I mean? Like if you really say you want better and you're looking to grow and you're looking to whatever and you're not willing to read this little book with pictures and giant words, you're not that serious. So Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Well, that's good. Okay. Sorry, tangent. Story of my life. So where are we at? I had a question as far as... Given our current situation, what is something that you, because I know that prior to all this, now that we're on lockdown, we always had that excuse that we don't have time or our someday list or we'll get to it whenever. And now that people have this time, they're hunkered down and they, this is like the sowing season, right? So this is where we plant our crops and we grow. So some people may be at home and they've always had this, okay, well, now is probably the time because I've realized now my job security really isn't a thing. I should probably start planting my own crops. What is a piece of advice that you can give to them who maybe they're still struggling with, they know they have to do this for themselves, but they're struggling with where to begin. What What is a something that you can give as advice of getting that clarity, finding something that they can start sewing now. Yeah. So there's two things that come to mind as you say that. And the first thing is that you can't be perfect. You just got to be patient. You have to remember when you get frustrated that the results aren't coming quick enough that 
this is a long-term game, that this isn't something that's just going to you know, pour up overnight and you're just going to have this blossoming budding business. That is not the reality. That is the you know, exception to the rule. It can happen. I'm not saying it's impossible, but the odds of that happening while you're just beginning are very, very slim. So just being patient with yourself that this is a learning curve. And then the second one... It's truly a matter of like time, right? Like people say that there's not enough hours in the day, all of that. That that excuse has been like taken away from you at this point, most people. But there's always enough hours in a day, and it's just a matter of you prioritizing them. So if you just give it a certain amount of time every day and really commit to it, the odds of you finding that clarity and again, using the tools that we kind of talked about before to sit down and get clear on the why, get clear on who you're serving, why you're serving them, the stories that set you apart. If you can get clear on those things just a little bit every day, it's amazing what you can accumulate in even just a week. So to say you don't have time is an excuse. It is a bullshit excuse, quite frankly. And I know that that's hard for people to hear like, well, I have kids. Well, this is... That's great. You're prioritizing that that's still a choice ultimately. You could ignore your kids to build your business. There's plenty of people out there that do it. It is your choice to prioritize your kids because they're important to you. Is your business also important to you? Because if it is, you will find a way, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all about excuses and priorities. And even though that you hear a lot of times, you know, your, your spouse or your friends or your work or your kids, whatever that excuse may be, but if it's just a short term exchange, you know, let's just say a couple of weeks that you need to just put yourself first so that you can gain this clarity. So be it. And at that point, you may even find that you're shifting naturally into that, you know, switching up the priorities. And now your business, because now that you've gained clarity, you actually may enjoy working in it because you have something there. You're, you're growing something where yeah. people are, there, there's that big gap because there isn't the clarity. So therefore, there's not really a why. There's no motivation because right now it just looks like, you know, an empty, empty field with nothing to plant. You don't even know what you're growing. Yeah. Yeah. You need to have the skeleton of your business really clear. So that way, no matter what happens, you always have that foundation to come back to. Right. And once that is set and it will evolve over time, which is totally fine. Once that is set, you have that confidence to know, okay, no matter what happens, this is where I come back to when things go astray, when things get thrown at me, when time is, of, you know, the essence, whatever that looks like. So having that home base, getting that clear first does make it easier to move ahead forward. I think I'd add into what you were saying, Rachel, too, about like, okay, we're all locked down. We're all in our house. We all have this time. So we that's not an excuse even more right now, having the time. But I still think like I would make sure people realize that we have more time than ever. So we can go check our posts and see how many likes we're getting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like you have so much time that you will, that you could like overthink what's happening. And like, just so just create, do the things you're doing or get clear, concise, whatever about what you're doing and put out there what you're, how you can serve people. But you're not going to grow in a week just because we're all on lockdown and everyone's in front of your message. So don't let that kind of, because I know it's driven, driven me crazy a few times where I'm like, this isn't normal. I'm like, the only way I'll get some traction on a post right now is if I use the C word, (laughs) you know? So like... And I don't want to, I want to talk about other things, but I guess like that's something I think when you have so much time in your business that you can really uh, overanalyze too much. Right. And that comes back again to this idea of, you know, speaking into what other people want to hear. You know, it's not about like, you may not want to talk about it, but if they do, you got to kind of play into it a little bit. Right. Exactly. I think it ultimately still, like you said, goes back to clarity. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. This is good. I need you to move in with me. (laughs) 
on over. Or we can't, we're quarantine social distancing. I say, give it a month. <laughs> This is such a great interview. So much value came from this. I know from being into the entrepreneurial space, I feel like we can always benefit just from you know having three minds together and the wisdom and the clarity that we're bringing for our listeners. So I know that we had a couple questions and I'm hoping that that, was, that would resonate with the listeners. But if they have any further questions or like, how can they get, get a hold of you? Let's uh, do all the detail stuff. Yeah. So I, you know, ginamolinary.com, which I will give you that to put in the show notes because I'm sure you won't be able to spell it. Uh, Facebook.com slash the Mo and Instagram at the Mo and LinkedIn also the Mo. And I do messaging audits. So if somebody was like, you know, I'm putting stuff out there, I'm just not sure if it's clear. That is something that I offer for like $47. It's super cheap and I want to make it super accessible right now because I know the clarity is something people are really struggling with. So, you know, ginamolinary.com slash audit is the quick way to get to there. And I'll go through all of your website, your messaging, all of those things, just to make sure there's that sense of cohesiveness and, and, you know, forward momentum and all of those good things so that we can really, you know, pare it down. Is this clarity something that you're looking for and that you really need, or is it potentially something else? So those, those are the best ways to get a hold of me. And that's probably the most valuable thing I can offer somebody right now. That's also really affordable for just yeah. you know, the time of what's happening right now. And I hope everyone appreciates your bluntness when you let them know. <laughs> yes, very much. See, yeah. that's the thing. I love so hard. I'm actually like the super big love bug. And like uh, all day today, I don't know if I'm hormonal or what, but like just little things are making me cry out of nowhere. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> but then at the same time, I'm like, it's bullshit. Your bullshit excuse is about time. Like, you know, I just, I got to give you both. I got to give you both so that you know I love and appreciate every single one of my clients. I want them to win and succeed probably more than they do. Yeah. But ultimately, I'm going to kick their ass if they're trying to give me some bullshit about what they're doing. You know, I want them to succeed, so I'm not going to let them get away with it. That's perfect. Right. That's what you want in a coach. Yeah. That's, that's what I want in a coach. Yeah. So that's how I show up for them. Yeah. Perfect. Well, this is good. Well, I'm excited because I don't know that I follow you on any of these things. So I'm excited to go check out all your stuff too. Thank you. And follow you to learn more as well. So I definitely appreciate you coming on and sharing all this. This was good. I think it's good for all of us. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.